Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Survive Your Twenties.、Uh, we are back for another episode, episode number two, and we're very grateful that you came back again. Thank you, mum. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mum. Well, for those of you who do not yet know, yeah, my name is Jonah, and this guy, I'm Joe,、mm-hmm. and we are the survival guide for all those who may be going through their twenties or people who want to, you know, look back and reminisce about the hardest time of their life. Anyway, so. Last episode, we covered a topic about money and how we can save money and budget and all things like that. This week, we'll be talking about what it's like to live with other people for the first time. So, obviously, a lot of people in their twenties they they go out, they get jobs, they go to university and everything like that, and they're moving out for the first time, which means they're living with people who aren't their immediate family or whatever the situation may be. They're living with different people who have different needs, different habits, different all kind of different things, and we're going to be talking about what it's like to. Be in that situation. Yeah. So、uh, I I have developed a theory、mm-hmm. about living with people.、Uh, so I've lived with、uh, a few different people、uh, throughout my lifetime,、mm-hmm. uh, not including family. And my theory is that there there are two kinds of people in the world. Yeah. There are the super tiny. Yes. And the super messy. And <laughs> and what happens is everybody else is somewhere in the spectrum. Okay. Okay. So you either lean slightly more to super messy or slightly more to super tidy,、mm-hmm. and then what happens is if there is someone in the house who is dominant and is more super tidy,、mm-hmm. those who are slightly more super tidy will follow those people.、Mm-hmm. However, if the dominant person is super messy, then they will slide down. On the spectrum and head towards super messy,、oh. and so what happens is I feel that in every household the the universe balances things out, <laughs>、uh-huh. and and what happens is either one person who perhaps wasn't necessarily super tidy becomes because on the spectrum they are the most super t- closest to super tidy,、mm-hmm. therefore then become the super tidy person, and they pull the rest of、Ooh. the group. Or if the dominant person is a super messy, then it pulls the other group, and so it really depends. But that's my theory. That's interesting. So where are you on the spectrum, Joe? Well, so here's the thing. So bef- before I got married,、mm-hmm. uh, I was I was definitely not super tidy, but I was on the super tidy side of the spectrum. Say if it's like a scale of like one to ten, one is super tidy, ten is super messy. Right.、Yeah. Where are you on the spectrum? Before you married. Before I was married, I was probably one was super tidy.、Uh-huh. I was probably like a three or a four. Especially when it comes when it came to like my room and my area, I、mm. wasn't very tidy.、Mm. But if it were if it was a shared area, then I was definitely tidy because、mm. I was aware of other people. However, and that's well, so living with other people beforehand because there was one person who was quite tidy. I would then. Be more tidy、mm. because I, I knew that other person wanted to be tidy, and so I would head that way. I would head up <laughs> or head down the spectrum, depending on where you're looking at it. Yeah. But as soon as I got married, my wife is definitely like a number ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,、uh, my wife is is definitely number ten、mm-hmm. in the super messy. Or maybe a nine point five to give her like some, <laughs> some hope. I guess I read some stories and there were some really bad ones that we'll、mm. talk about later. Anyway, but、so、she's she's super messy, and so like 
I then had to counter challenge that. I had to balance the universe out, uh-huh. and so I would then become super tidy, and so we would balance each other out. And it's a constant battle, and it's a constant source of. Extension. Well, I was gonna say, do you feel like it's more balanced, or do you think it's creates more? I don't know friction within the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like you know the light. Light side and the dark side. And, <laughs> so and, basically, you're in a and dim if, room right and, now. <laughs> and and if you've been following the Star Wars saga, uh-huh. and you they'll realize that if there's too many Jedi's, then they all get wiped out, and then the dark side rises, and then when the dark side rises too much, then the light side rises, and that's what happens with super tight, super tidy. And oh, okay, see. Very nice. Well, honestly, I feel like I'm what you said before, where you're probably about a three or four in a sense that in communal areas, you're very tidy. But then in your own space... Oh, are you talking about me? No, no, me. Me, 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 myself, yeah. In communal spaces, I'm very tidy. However, in my own room, I can be very messy. (laughs) But, I mean, the thing is, I feel like I clean my room. I I think your room's quite tidy, though, like... Well, I was going to say... I I go in and inspect every night, so... That's... Okay. (laughs) Well, I feel like every so often, maybe probably twice, maybe once or twice a week, I kind of, like, have a big tidy round in my room, but I do let things pile up. Like, yesterday, like, I started tidying my room last night, and had, like, a huge pile of laundry that had been there for about five days that I had not put away. Mm. But every so often, I just, like, take stuff from it, so I just <laughs> let my wardrobe be a pile on my yeah. on my desk. I to be, in, my, in, in your defense there, like, I've gone from a wardrobe to just having boxes by my bed, yeah. and, the, and the boxes are clothes, because there's something really annoying about going to a wardrobe and having to take things off a hanger, yeah. and, like, it's just... And then put it back up, and I'm just like... Yeah, it's a real first world problem, isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, never mind, but that's true. Oh, well, that's an interesting theory, John. Mm-hmm. Maybe when I get married, well, well, I feel like I need... Honestly, I feel like I'm cleaner because I live with you, though. Yeah. Because I'm more self-conscious of it. Mm. I remember when I was 18 and I moved out for the first time and I was living with roommates. I, wouldn't, I wasn't always that bothered about being messy if other people were messy as well. That's what I'm saying. If other yeah. people are messy, then like if you're not strong in the spectrum, yeah. if you're kind of in the middle, you'll just sway yeah. wherever like... I feel like very easily gone. influenced. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember this one time we were living in this one apartment and it was super, super close to the kind of main street, the main highway. And like there were so much pollution and stuff and so mm. dust and like everything would always come into apartment not obviously because we're in the philippines and it's so hot mm. like we have the doors open and windows open and stuff and so it just come into the whole house and the house is always dirty mm. like legitimately like not just messy but it's just actually dirty, actually dirty yeah. and like we clean it and scrub and everything and just it would not go anywhere and eventually we had to move but i remember just thinking like i wasn't even like that bothered though <laughs> it wasn't until we had one roommate come in after three of us had been living there for about six I've been there for four and a half months, but these two have been living there for just over a month and a half. And this one guy came in and he was just like sick of it. He's like, no, nope, not living here. We got to go. Yeah. And I was like, after four and a half months, I got pretty used to it by now. Like, <laughs> I don't mind living in this, you know, dirty hole. Because <laughs> you come out like dirt all over your face. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you it's cough, great here. You cough and like good stuff comes out your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't until we actually moved house and in, in all fairness, this was a really nice house. We were quite lucky to move here. Right. And I was like, dang, I've been living in a hole for the past <laughs> four and a half months. This is nice. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I feel like the reason why I brought this, this 
theory up yeah. is that I feel the the biggest source of contention when when you're living with new people, the mm. students or just housemates, is usually cleanliness. Mm. It's usually that kind of conflict of like what someone considers clean, yeah, and what someone else considers clean. One of the, the biggest things is people say, "It's like I just don't see the mess." I don't <laughs> you're quoting me and your wife, Miss Joseph. <laughs> I, I didn't want to bring names, <laughs> but that's the most ridiculous thing. You can see them. You no. Like, but then, then when I clean, they're like, oh, yeah. And then one time, one time, dragged, I didn't drag, well, I dragged them around. I was like, that's messy. That's dirty. And they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> no, I remember because, like, we had tidied up. And then me and Ellie sat down. And then Joe just kind of, like, stops, looks around the room and is just like, what are you doing? And we're just like, we're done. And it's like, no. And it's like starts pointing out all the stuff, and I feel like just because our version of a standard of like tidy, clean room is very different to yours. Yeah, it's just you. You just and it's not that we're being like ignorant or like rude. <laughs> we just don't see it the same way. Like we're just like, well, we can manage and live in this, so it's clean. Yeah, <laughs> it's not about managing though. It's about like being able to breathe and like <laughs> open a window, having space. <laughs> Yeah, but that, as you can see, one of the biggest kind of sources of contention, and yeah. and looking at like horror stories and stuff, is always to do with mess. Yeah. Oh yeah. The thing is that everybody has uh, different ways of doing things. Everyone's like used to different things. Like, yeah. So I didn't know this until I was married, but apparently, the way that you put the toilet roll on the toilet roll holder is uh-huh. like a really big deal. And there's been like a debate for hundreds of years on the right way to do it. Um, so I looked it up, and I, I don't know if this <laughs> this wasn't a big thing in our family, but maybe we just automatically did it. But there are people who put it on so the like the the, the tissue the tissue is face is like touching the wall, mm-hmm. so it's like you have to reach further for it. And there are people who believe that the tissue should face outwards mm. to sort of be closer to you and apparently according to the original design um, by <laughs> S. Wheeler it is supposed to face towards you and that was patented in December uh, December 22nd 1891 so there you go <laughs> well in all fairness like when I picture that in my head I can imagine that just makes more sense yeah but at the same time, if someone put it on the other way around, I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even phase my no, mind. No, it's not, it's not really It wouldn't like pass us, through, it wouldn't register, and I probably wouldn't even bring it up. Yeah, but if you go on the internet and you look up, like, I'm sure there's hours of debate <laughs> yeah, online. Like, some fussy people out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But that's another question I want to ask is like, what is the point that you get to when like something small like that, something small like that is worth bringing up? Like, where do you draw the line? Where do you think, okay, this is something that I should let go, and this is something that I should bring up? Um, I think the the best way of dealing with people, what I've found is that if you get confrontational, then people tend to get defensive. So even if they are technically in the wrong, then if you get quite confrontational, then out of just human nature, they'll get quite defensive. Mm. So perhaps something to do is... It, it, the, the difficult thing is... Is being is finding the balance between being nice, but not necessarily being a pushover. Mm. So in that sense, maybe try and do something nice for them, but show them who's boss. So for example, <laughs> make them dinner, but 
use the world's hottest chili. Of course, Joe. So, <laughs> it's horrendous. Or perhaps get them like chocolate, but make it like ninety percent cocoa or something like that. So like, <laughs> or like getting uh, tickets for a concert. And it just so happens to be Jedward's comeback tour or something like that. So <laughs> that way, I would love to go see that yeah, concert. Cool. That would be great. Yeah. So just you know, be nice, but but show him his boss. So. <laughs> and no. So for example, uh, I had a one housemate who who liked things in a particular way, or mm. he liked things to be in their place. So for example, the iron, I I would leave the iron in the kitchen because that's just where I think it best to be but he had a particular spot for it so one day he just knocked on my door and he just asked like he was very he was like over the top formal about it which yeah. was his ironic way of saying like can you please put it in the right way so he used humor you know he was just mm-hmm. he was like over the top and so it was funny and it was fine and yeah. stuff so like i think because he probably did understand as well that it's a very nitty-gritty kind of sure. thing to, yeah exactly uh, have a problem with as well. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like everybody does have their own little quirks to stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not the same thing, but everyone has their own little things that they want it done in a certain particular way. Exactly. We're all used to different things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, credit to him, I did put, like, the iron in the washing machine and all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> well, you leave yourself to blame then, I guess, <laughs> at that point, Joe. <laughs> yeah, so, fair enough. But So, I don't know, have you ever had any, like, difficult people... Um, I can only think of, I mean, no matter who you live with, there's always going to be one or two things that they do that you don't like, mm. but I can't, there's, I've never really lived with someone that's been like, oh my gosh, I can't stand this, I've got to leave kind of thing. Yeah. But I remember this one guy who came to stay with us for a couple nights. Mm. He didn't live there necessarily, but he did stay with us on a regular basis and he was probably the most difficult person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> he's just like, he's one of a kind and will always hold a special place in my heart for the wrong reason. But for, for the sake of the story, we'll just call him John. And for whatever reason, John had to come and stay at a house one night. And John wasn't the biggest fan of myself and my roommates at the time right. anyway, but he had to stay with us. Yeah. Um, so when he first came over, he was all like very formal, very polite, and okay, it's getting along, it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. But the worst thing came like at night, when he came to like sleep, because we were, we all had like one big room that we all shared, which were the mattresses were, and we, there was like two, there was like one bunk bed and then like two other separate beds where uh, my three roommates slept, and I slept on the top bunk. Yeah. And he comes in and drags his mattress in, and. Not gonna lie, we're all a little scared of him, just just a little bit. Yeah. And he he like sits down in his bed, and we don't turn the lights off because we're just scared if we do, he's gonna do something crazy. Cause like he was, he could be violent sometimes. Yeah. And so we had the light on, and we're all just kind of like saying little comments, like just trying to get through the night. And then eventually I drift off, and then I wake up and. One of my roommates who's on, like, the bottom bunk is, like, adjacent to him, mm. and they're talking, and the John, John says to my friend, he's like, 
are you going to go to sleep now? Mm. And my <laughs> friend was... Batman by any chance? Well, <laughs> it's Batman's worst nightmare. <laughs> so my friend, like, he was too scared to go to sleep with him sleeping next to him. So he was yeah. just there reading a book and he's like, I- I'm sorry, like, my stomach hurts. I just don't want to read. I don't want to fall asleep. I just want to read right now. Yeah. And so this friend, John, he's just, he doesn't like it. And so he starts stamping his foot. Just really? like... Stamping his foot on the ground, and then like doing like you know when people sigh, but like he's really forcing the show. Yeah, like, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> and I'm just like on the top bunk, like, oh my gosh, what is this guy doing? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, after about maybe five minutes, he like asked my friend again, like if he's gonna go to sleep, and he's just mm. like, sorry, like just try and sleep. Like I'm sorry, I just I can't sleep with my summer curtain. Yeah. And then John doesn't like it. So he turns round and just goes... <laughs> he starts hissing at my friend. Who does that? Yeah, yeah. Who hisses at a person? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was just lying on the top bunk just like... Oh my gosh. This is the end. <laughs> we should never have let him in the house. Yeah. And then I eventually, after a number of hours, I fall back asleep and I wake up in the morning after the alarm is going off. And I roll over and I look underneath the bunk bed and my friend is gone. Yeah, yeah. Just, where? Yeah. Where is he gone? Yeah. And I'm just like, has John killed him? Yeah, yeah. This is the only logical explanation. Yeah. Anyway, eventually I go out of the room, I sneak <laughs> past him and I, and he's nowhere in the house, like, cause it's like an open apartment, like the sure. lounge and the kitchen is all connected and everything. And he's not there. And I'm just like. It's actually happened. The yeah. worst has actually happened. Yeah. Anyway, he, he locked himself away in the, the study room. And that's where I found him. But for a split second, that's how believable he was. That, that he a, could have killed someone. That's quite Especially after the night of yeah. stamping and heavy breathing and hissing like a cat yeah. at another human being. So that was interesting. Yeah. And there was a few nights like that. But I survived and that's all that's important. That's all that's important. There you yeah. go. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. Um, so just go, kind of following on from that, mm-hmm. uh, I did some research on some horror stories. Mm. <laughs> uh, I love some horror stories. So this is one of my favorites. So this is from uh, Mish Kyle. Uh, so she says, or they, they say, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized, I don't know why I thought it was. A... Um, two months in, I realized that my roommate was absolutely nasty. We both kept ourselves <laughs> nasty. nasty. We both nasty. We both kept to ourselves pretty much. One day, I went to grab a plate from the cabinet and noticed we didn't have any clean ones. I look in the dishwasher, and it's only half full or half empty, depending on how negative you're looking at it. Where, <laughs> where, where are the rest of the plates and glasses? You might ask. I walk. <laughs> I love this comment. Uh, I walked into his room. And I would find seven plates, ten glasses, and all just sitting on his desk. Oh my gosh. I, uh, I don't get people to do that. just stink as well. Yeah. I'd grab them so we can get them clean. I noticed a lot of mold growing on the bottom plates. It was so oh. disgusting that I left it there. My roommate came home, and I told him he needs to clean his his room. I'm, I'm editing out the swear words there. Okay. And he, needs to, <laughs> and he needs to clean out his fudging room. And he needs to learn to walk the simple 20 feet from his room to the kitchen to put his dirty dishes away after he'd off of them. Yeah. He told me to politely go away and he can do what he... <laughs> I'm sure he did not say yet, politely. Not, not, not so politely go away and he can do what he wants. Two weeks later, he got sick as 
spe- uh, feces uh, from some kind of mold sickness and pulled all over the bathroom. I was out of town for work and came back to a nasty, disgusting, smelling bathroom. It was a three-day-old, non-cleaned, cleaned, puke-covered bathroom. Oh, that's awful. That is... I just don't understand how... Like, how lazy you can be oh, to get that's, to that point. It's gotta be a... It's not just lazy, it's just a level of, like... I don't even know a word to describe, like, his mentality of just, yeah, like... Yeah. Not wanting to be clean, like... Yeah. Do you not just feel satisfied when you're, like... You had a shower and you're just like, Ah, I feel all clean! <laughs> <laughs> he needs some of that in his life. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, some people. Uh, anyway, so carrying off with that. Another story is... I had a housemate who took down the wall that separated the toilet from the dining room and living room and replaced it with nearly transparent tarp with zero warning. Okay. (laughs) Uh, What goes through these people's minds when they do stuff? Are they just like, this is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do this. (laughs) Um, Asked him to buy more soap. He filled a soap bottle that was 90% empty with water and declared he had bought more soap more than one. I don't think that's that too bad, though. I well, do that. I, I wouldn't fill 90% of it with water, but I feel like, you know when there's, like, those last bits that you just can't get to, fill a little bit with water. Yeah. Just so you can get to them. But I feel like 90%, you might as well just run your hand under the tap. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that one's a bit of a picky one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Two housemates invite some random guys home, and one of them did a poo in the shower. Oh my gosh! I see, yeah, there's good uh, grief. I I found another poo one. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot of these like horror stories involve like vomit and poo. Everyone just needs to organize their body fluids <laughs> more collectively. You yeah, know, yeah. there is a device within the same room yeah. that is specifically designed for all poop and vomit things. Yeah, and it flushes away. So, so fantastically. Why would you waste that? So I can't find it, but I'll, I'll give a quick summary. Okay. So basically, these people were in halls. Uh-huh. And uh, it was uh, communal showers. Mm. Uh, and so uh, what happened was people would, would poo in the shower. And then... I presume this is while they're showering. They don't purposely go in there to poo. <laughs> they're just too lazy to go to the toilet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I The thing is that you have to... It's not like you can poo standing up. So they'd have to pop a squat while the shower is... It's a very efficient system. Like. Shower, poo, and exercise. Yeah. It's three in yeah. one. It's revolutionary. I call it super size. Like, <laughs> but like... Um, yeah, so anyway. So whilst they're super sizing. So the, the, the drain would clog up. And so, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so the drain would clog up, and so the the because it was university accommodation, they would get people to come in to fix it. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, they they stopped bothering because it was the same problem over and over. And so eventually, because the the showers wouldn't work because of the the clog mm-hmm. front drains anyway, they they moved, mm-hmm. and then the same problem happened again. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I, I can just imagine some like nasty piece of sweet corn like popping up from your like shower nasty drain. pieces of sweet oh, that's awful. I feel like uh, yeah no there you go there you go <laughs> just to you know give you a clear image in your mind if yeah. you didn't already have one exactly um, anyway so oh there you go here's another one so another uh, toilet 
toilet-related uh, incident. When my old housemate moved back overseas, she had a friend stay in a room for the last two weeks of rent. When the new poo, when the new person, when the, <laughs> when new, the new poop came <laughs> in the, the house, house. Yeah, when the new person moved in, they found a tea cup of pee carefully. <laughs> I can't read properly, can I? When they, when the when the new, when the new person moved in, they found a key <laughs> cup of pee carefully placed on the. <laughs> I'll read that again. When my old housemate moved back overseas, she had her friends stay in a room for the last two weeks of rent. Mm. When the new person moved in, they found a tea cup of pee carefully placed on the floor. Oh my gosh. But I like that, that it was like, there's a precision there. No, because I feel like, on a, if any way that I've had, there's always been more than a teacup full. So the only thing that I can think is that she scooped it out of the toilet itself. Like, she took the pee in the toilet and then was like, no, I need no to preserve way. this. There's no I way. need more of this in my life, specifically under my bed, in maybe, a teacup. Maybe it was just a really bad tea. Maybe it was just like... But surely you'd be able to smell it. Like, you'd walk in through and you'd be like, somewhere in this room there is pee. Yeah. And then, you you just, I just presume you just have to know because tea wouldn't yeah. smell like that after only so many days. I, I appreciate, surely. I appreciate the skill that that took. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we've got ones for the garden. Mm-hmm. Very posh. Uh... <laughs> this is a good one. Came home from night shift to find my housemates had burned all the furniture in a bonfire. <laughs> what the what? Like as in garden furniture or like uh, I don't know. Furniture. It just says it just says had burned all our furniture in a in a bonfire. Oh, maybe you did something wrong and really annoyed them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, we'll go on for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Our temporary housemate put wings in the oven. I have no idea what that means. They went. Ah, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like some kind of like extension or like, oh, kind of like racing stripes or something. <laughs> okay, just to make the oven that, cook really fast. Yeah, that makes that makes more sense. Our temporary housemate put wings in the oven that went went out, leaving them there so slowly, fe- too slowly fester and burn until I texted saying, "Mmm, your dinner," and she was all, "Whoops." Next day, they were still in the oven, but two wings had been nibbled on. Ooh, over the next week, she kept the wings in the oven, just nibbled on them more and more and more. Oh. <laughs> That's so weird. And then this, this one kind of summarizes everything, I think. Yeah. Uh, my housemate peed in the oven one night during a sleepwalk, but didn't oh. tell me until I went to go make a pizza. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I feel like if he did it sleepwalking, it's not necessarily his Faults. Sure. He wasn't conscious doing it. But I mean at least clean it up and like warn. Yeah, that's someone true. Else. If you're gonna do it, like if fair enough you've done it, but then clean it like that's yeah. uh, well well. Fair enough. Fair Poor enough. guy. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh we've talked a lot about um talked a lot about mess, which is usually the as you can see, like the biggest source of contention. It's- um, but are there, there are things like to deal with money or, or sharing food? Do you have any advice uh, in regards to those things? Uh, I mean, honestly, I just feel like honesty is the best policy. Sure. Like, if you're going to live with someone, you just got to communicate well with them and be open and honest with them mm. uh, on both sides. Mm. You know, if you try and just like... I understand when, you, when you're living somewhere, you want to do it your way. But if you're optionally living with these other people... You gotta do it that way too sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you gotta find a middle ground. So just be open, communicate. If you got a problem, it's okay, just talk about it. Mm. Just chill. Don't 
lose your mind. Yeah. Life will always go on. Yeah. But just talk to them about it if you've got a problem. And in regards to another kind of source of contention is usually money. Um, yeah. And there are there are plenty of um, things out there that can help with with money. So for example, Glide is a, a good company in terms of sharing the bills. Uh, and this oh. is something I had in my first year. Is it like an app or something? Or? And it's not quite. No, it's a it's a company, and so I'm sure they have an app. But <laughs> um, it, so basically, you you pay every month a certain amount, and that pays for your Wi-Fi, your heating, your water, everything, mm-hmm. and it's a set amount that is agreed at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, you can uh, do that, and so it's set, and everybody can see what's going on, and so on, and so on. And then the end, if you've used under the amount that you've been given then you get the money back. Mm. So that's a good way just to make sure that everyone pays their bills and it's not up to one person to deal with everything, but it comes from everybody's accounts. But like, for example, say like if you, you agreed on a certain amount, but you mm. use more energy than you were paying for, how does that work? Uh, then they would charge you more. Oh, okay. So when you say agree, agree a certain amount, they give you, you say, oh, there's three of us living in a house. We live uh, in this area. And they give you kind of an estimate. And they give you an estimate. Uh, but they usually go over, like, we, I think we use the amount of electricity that they thought we'd use, but as far as, like, heating and stuff like that, yeah. we got, like, £100 pound back at the end. So well, all of you got £100. Pounds. No. <laughs> oh, it's just <laughs> no, it was okay. 30 quid. But, exactly, so it's a oh, good way. That's cool. There's, there's loads of different things out there in terms of just making sure that uh, the money is, is shared and that it's easy to deal with and yeah. it's not just one person who has to go around asking for everyone's money for not yeah, paying yeah. the rent and that and that because because that can be an issue that if someone doesn't pay their rent then that can affect the rest of the people in terms of credit score yeah, for sure. or um, renting history and so on and so on and so before you uh, you know start living with people perhaps agree how you're going to deal with the money and use the, the resources out there uh, and then another thing is that's really useful is having a uh, kind of a, a food share cupboard. Mm. So when you go shopping, maybe buy just an extra bag of biscuits or bag of biscuits. Do you even get a bag of biscuits? I would love a bag, bag of, biscuits. of biscuits. No, a <laughs> uh, pack of biscuits or whatever, or just you know some extra cans. They're just cheap tomato stuff. And that way, yeah. if anyone is struggling financially, they can go to the food share for a bit and just to help them out. Mm-hmm. And and that way, it's a good way to kind of. If someone does need food, then they go to the food share cupboard and they don't go to other people's. Mm. And that way you can easily split your, your food and so on. Yes, that's very true. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you know. go. There you go. Great. Any any last pieces of advice, John? Um, I think I'm good. You think you're good? I do. I think my something that we talked about yesterday that you said was that just because you're friends with someone doesn't mean that they're they're a good housemate Mm. and sometimes house sharing can ruin a friendship so be very careful with who you live with yeah and just because someone's really fun and crazy uh doesn't always remember they might be might be crazy in the house as well so that's a good thing yeah so if you want to preserve that friendship perhaps (laughs) be aware of what the the stress that a housemate can yeah some people are only good in small doses (laughs) like you yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, do you have any good news stories for us, Jenna? I do. So we are coming near the end of this episode. However, there is hope as always. 
So we, every time we do a podcast, we like to end it on something inspirational. So those who may be struggling in their 20s, they have someone to look up to. Someone who's been there before. And there's hope. And last week we did Mary Shelley. This week it is a guy called David Karp. I hope I'm saying that right. So David Karp, when he was 21 years old, he founded Tumblr, a social media platform. I'm sure you're all very familiar with it. It's something that people can post blogs and pictures and all kinds of anything they really anything they want um however david cup sold tumblr to yahoo another search engine social media kind of place for 1.1 billion dollars so just this tiny idea that one guy david cup had when he's 21 years old set up expanded something incredibly huge and now he's set for life <laughs> He's doing comfortably, I feel. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so those stupid random thoughts that you have when you're 21 years old may actually be worth something one day. So don't... Don't hold back in following your dreams, guys. <laughs> Age is just a number. Eight. It's what's in the heart that counts. <laughs> I, think, I think we're dragging this one. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Cool, very good. So, uh, how can people contact us, John? Oh, that's a great question, Joe. So, if you have any questions or anything you'd like to add or just anything you'd like to send to us... Uh, we'd love your horror stories as well. Oh, yes, 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 definitely. You know, if you have any troubling times, we want to hear about them. So, you can email us at howtosurviveyour20s at gmail.com. You spell that how to survive your... and then 20s as... 20 as the number. And then S. That's a great way to spell it. <laughs> I just don't know how to do you spell it. It's Jonah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it pretty much is exactly how you yeah. say it. And you can also find us on Instagram. If you search How to Survive Your 20s, you'll find us there. And drop us a direct message. We'd love to hear from you. Bye! So you can email us at gmail... Oh, crap, no. <laughs> Let me do this again. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of How to Survive Your Twenties. What are you laughing at, Joe? <laughs> We're going to keep on doing this till we get it right, so... No, can't keep the straight face. Why? I don't know. Just... Are you laughing at me or no, with I'm, me? No, I'm <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, go on. Hello, and welcome to another episode of How to Survive Your Twenties. We are back for episode numero dos. Joseph, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm trying to give energy and enthusiasm to this podcast. I'm not laughing at you. And all you can do is laugh in my face. Oh, dear. Yeah, sorry. This is why it didn't go very well the first time, Joe. Because <laughs> I was so shy from editing it, because I knew your judgment was there. So shy from it.